Joshua stumbled through the thickening mist. He called to his companions, but his voice sounded weak and muffled. He knew he must not panic, so he pinched himself hard. To run now would be disastrous. Slowly, he picked his way from tree to tree, clutching at the wet bark and trying to find a safe place for his feet. The swampy ground smelt foul, and he felt heavy inside. This was a bad place to be. He felt something move. Suddenly, a slimy tentacle whipped out of the swamp and snapped itself painfully around his ankle. He fell with a loud splash. Then the mire began to heave, and Joshua cried out in terror. He was being pulled towards a dark mound by some dreadful, unseen force. He thrashed around in an effort to free himself, but it was no good. A dank hole loomed ahead, and with a rush of water and slime, he was sent careering into its mouth. Slithering and sliding, he shot into the earth, and moments later landed on his backside in a stinking pile of mud and leaves. With his heart thumping fit to burst, he staggered to his feet and looked around. Ahead lay a tunnel, lit by a faint grey phosphorescence. Above him hung hundreds of hairy roots. He could see no sign of the way by which he had entered. He thought he heard a noise, perhaps a cry, from somewhere along the tunnel. Very cautiously, he began to creep forwards. Roots brushed at his face like giant living cobwebs. It was extremely cold, and he shivered in his wet clothes. Not far ahead, the tunnel curved to the right, and, as Joshua rounded the bend, he received a terrible shock. There, transfixed against the wall, hung Flip-Flop. He was bound by dozens of roots that had wrapped themselves about his limbs. The rabbit's eyes stared vacantly into space, and Joshua feared he must be dead. He tried to tear the roots away, but the more he pulled, with a horrid creaking sound, the tighter they gripped. Choking with despair, he staggered blindly on. All at once, the tunnel opened out into a cave, and there, to his horror, he found his brother and sister and Princess Alina. They, like Flip-Flop, did not move. Yet no tree roots held them. Instead, their bodies were fused to the grey rock, and before his horrified gaze, they were slowly turning to stone. Already their legs and backs were cruelly transformed. His companions seemed destined to become nothing more than stone gargoyles staring from the harsh rock. Joshua's limbs grew leaden. He found he could no longer move his feet. Surely the same terrible fate awaited him. Then he heard a deep, sinister voice. I am the Earth Trog, devourer of the lost. You shall be mine for ever and ever. None can escape my grasp. Joshua struggled with all his will. Well, you're not having me, he cried defiantly. The voice laughed, hollow and mocking. <laughs> but I shall, for a bargain has been struck. What bargain? A certain goblin desires a certain jewel. For the price of your souls I have agreed to assist him. That is the bargain. Now that I have my spoil, he shall have his desire. You will become part of me. 
Resistance is futile. At that moment, a green mist started to seep into the cavern. Joshua stared aghast as it formed into a lurid emerald slime on the floor. Slowly, it began to take on the familiar, gruesome shape of Gublak. In wild panic, Joshua struggled and cried out. Something in the back of his mind tried to speak through the terror, a clear, cool voice that said, This will help you should you need it. He struggled to remember what this was about, but a sleepy cloud muffled his memory. Then it came to him. His arms, though stiff, could still move. With a supreme effort of will, he reached into his pocket and closed his fingers gratefully around the Ice Maiden's crystal.